Welcome everyone to this episode of This One Time at OU. Excited this episode to have Sheriff Rodney Smith, the Athens County Sheriff. Welcome Sheriff Smith. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, the title of the episode is 508 Square Miles. And if I understand correctly, that's kind of your jurisdiction within Athens County. That's the size of Athens County? Size of Athens County. We have a lot of area to cover and a lot of responsibilities. Approximately uh, 66,000 people that we're responsible to help serve and protect. Yeah, that's a lot. Because you think at Athens, you, you kind of think of... I guess a lot of people go there for Ohio University, obviously, and I guess they look at Athens as, as a small, you know, they don't see um, the local population as much as they see the, the student population, so the local population seems a lot smaller than that. What well, is, you know, that's one of the things I love about Athens County is it's very diverse. You, you have, you know, in the middle, in the center of the county, you have uh, the city of Athens, then you have the plains, so you can go from a college professor to people out in the county uh, so it's just so uh, so diverse. I mean, that's one of the things I like. You you just have so many different uh, uh, people that that we get to serve, and uh, I enjoy just the diversity of Athens County. Yeah, and two people on previous podcasts mentioned that you know Athens County, no matter what political leanings are, they first come together as a community, and that, and that's impressive. I wish more of America would embrace that that view. We've seen that a lot. You know, we, we've uh, recently had a tragedy uh, of loss of an officer in an auto accident. And you could just see everyone pulling together. And, and just like today with the floodwaters, uh, people just come together and help each other. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice to be living in a community that's just no questions asked. When people need something or they need help, uh, people really come out and, and assist others. That's fantastic. And you know, when I was in school there, and probably more when I visited in the past, I like getting out rural areas because of the beauty of the whole southeast, southeast Athens, or southeast Ohio and Athens County. Is your time spent more in Athens proper because there's just more people, or is it kind of all over? You know, we, we try to serve everyone all over, but we, we actually, the Plains is unincorporated, but it's big as a small city. So we, the, our biggest uh, population that we have to serve is, is the Plains. So we spend a lot of time there. Uh, we, we try to stay out, you know, all areas of the county because there are, you know, places of the county that don't get a lot of attention from us. So we really try to make a, a really a, an effort to get out there in the back roads and make sure that, you know, everyone's protected out there. Yeah, particularly with floods and things, wellness checks probably become pretty important. Um, well, everyone knows you're a great sheriff and you've been in law enforcement really most of your working life. Uh, the benefit is you're also from uh, the area. Tell us about that. Were you raised in Athens County or just surrounding areas? Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, lived in Athens County my whole life and actually only worked in Athens County my whole life. So I, I was born and raised in Coolville, Ohio. Uh, I lived in the Plains for a good bit when I was going to college just because I, I worked at the sheriff's office as a correction officer and lived in the Plains just so I could commute to uh, Hawking College a lot quicker. So uh, that's the only time I've not lived in Coolville. So it's, it's, Coolville's a really small town, and I really enjoy that. I live out in the country, out, out in the sticks, so to speak, and I joke with people that I actually live so far back out in the country I have to drive out to the highway to see if the sun's shining. Oh, that's good living for sure. And 
has your law enforcement all well i guess you've lived in the area the whole time so i imagine now that you're sheriff it's it's a benefit that you know every single person in law enforcement and probably even the constituents yeah i i don't know every person but i mean i've, I've lived my whole life here and my goal when i became sheriff in uh, 2014 is to meet as many people as i can in different communities because each community has different problems and different needs so uh you know my message is to people it's not us against them we're all on the same side our, our goal is to have our communities safe and have people in our communities be able to trust us that they you know we'll come and do the right thing uh as as we get called out well speaking of getting called out i look on the facebook page and i don't know if this is commonplace in your industry but but uh the Athens County Sheriff's Department reports calls, and um, some of those are some doozies. I think, one, someone got in a fight over uh, how to spell SpongeBob. I, I might have that wrong, but it, w it was something. It's interesting you you post all, all those out there. Is that just kind of to let people know, hey, we hear your complaints? Because some of them are pretty wild. It is. You know, we... Uh... You know, my, my belief is we're, you know, we're paid by the taxpayers, so they pay our wages. And we're trying to be very transparent as to everything that we do is, is out there. We, of course, we uh, redact things because there's certain things that's, um, you know, that can't get out there. If we go into a call and somebody's not charged, we don't release their names or anything like that. But we try to enlarge, let people know what we're doing and what areas we're, we get called out to. So it's a... Uh, a lot of people enjoy reading that. It's very, we try to be as informative as, as, we, as we can. And it just becomes entertaining. And, you know, some of the ones that aren't obviously tragedies and just the reasons for call. So in your whole time living in the area, uh, I guess we'll start with being sheriff since 2014. Have you, uh, what's the one of the more bizarre things without, you know, giving names and numbers that you've witnessed? Because we always talk to people about that and usually those stories are related to their time in at ohio university as a college student but you've probably seen it f from a higher level oh we we've seen some some crazy things i mean one of the things before i retired i mean i, I was actually on midnight shift <clears throat> so i i'm just driving down actually route 50 toward coolville just patrolling and it's four o'clock in the morning and i'm behind a car and i just see something flapping in the air and i'm Almost thinking I'm just too tired. I'm seeing something that, you know, just not there, like a mirage or something. So I get closer and I see a gas nozzle from a from a gas station that this uh, young lady forgot to take it out of her tank and pulls away. So she's driving down the road and this literally the gas hose is flopping on the ground. And uh, I pull her over. And I'm like, what just happened here? And uh, she was just amazed. And so she was at SA in Athens and uh, forgot to take the, the gas pump out of her car and just let it flop on the ground. So uh, she came back. Apparently, they have the breakaway nozzles, so that it, not a lot of harm done. But she goes back to SA and gets everything taken care of. That's funny. That wasn't followed by, there's been a fire explosion at the gas station. Get there. Get there sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably should have uh, played that out a little bit better, but. Now, do you get involved in, you know, drunk kids in the city of Athens at all? Like, are you called on? I guess, I'm not sure how the jurisdiction works, but the city falls within the county. But I imagine you let the city police handle that. How, how does that all get divided out? Um, we, we don't that much. I mean, the city police is a very professional organization, and, and they're really augmented by Ohio University Police Department. But always, uh, always known that we're there, you know, to assist them if they need 
the two chiefs and myself uh, are, are pretty good friends. I mean, we're kind of like-minded, which is Tom Pyle from the uh, Athens Police Department and Andrew Powers from OU. Well, actually, Tom Pyle and I went to the academy together back in 1987. So, uh, you know, we've been good friends and uh, kind of grew up together in law enforcement, so to speak. Well, that makes it easy. Do you have any um, any wild student sightings or something that, that was the first time? I, I guess after a while, and unfortunately in today's environment, I always say nothing really surprises me when you read something in the news. I'm, not, I'm, I'm no longer shocked. What was some, uh, have you had any Ohio University related student things that were really shockers or just crazy stories? Actually a crazy story. I was working a Halloween party and uh, earlier in my career, so this uh, this guy runs up to me and says, this great big guy is pulling out a parking meter. So I'm like, what? So uh, I run down there, literally run down to where this guy's at. And there was this huge bodybuilder type person just pulled a parking meter out of, out of the ground. And I just looked at him and I said, yeah, we have to talk because he was just a huge man, and he actually turned out to be a very nice guy. Of course, he got arrested for, you know, damaging city property, but uh, it was just amazing to me that this great big guy was so strong he could pull a parking meter out, and why he did, I, I don't know, but uh, then just ended up being a very, very nice, pleasant person. I'm like, things like that kind of surprised me. I'm like, you know, you take such an intelligent, uh, very nice person, what, why do you do those kind of things? Well, we know why, but... Uh, yeah, he's like, they owe me, they owe me five cents. I need to get it back. Um, you know, when did that happen? Like, so I, well, I'll just to say this way. I ha I went to school there 86, well, I guess, uh, January 87, because I uh, missed my first fall quarter and graduated in 91. And I kind of remember a story of that. Was it in, in that time period? Um, yeah, it would have been close to that time. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I, I kind of just remembered that, that happening. Um. And I, someone told me once, too, that they had a key to a, a parking meter, and they only use it once a year and had a party. And I don't know if that was true or not, um, you know, because they said, if, well, if they figure out we're stealing, they would just change the keys. He's like, so we only do it once. I don't know if that was true or not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the city, uh, they, they seem to, I see them emptying those meters quite often, so I don't know if they would take that chance of leaving money in there. I don't know if they do it daily or whatnot, but I, I do see them out, you know, emptying the meters quite often. Yeah, I guess if you emptied one, they'd be like, obviously, there's a problem here, <laughs> you know, like, because they would know that someone throughout the course of the day parked there. But uh, no, that's that may not be true, because I'm just guessing that the city would be, uh, you know, alerted and somebody's going to say, yeah, there should be more money in the, in the meters than that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. Now, um, when you say you worked at a party, I, I know um, a lot of law professionals do that. But I remember, like, when I went to school, we didn't really see that at house parties really ever. I mean, police were often called, but, uh, you know, is this an, a larger organization that hires, you know, the uh, off-duty work? Oh, no. When, when this happened, it, it was at the Halloween party, the block party. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I never thought about hiring a, a sheriff to come to our party. That probably, I don't know, our parties wouldn't be as much fun. Unless so, you were the sheriff. Yeah, yeah the when right they thing. had the, the bigger events, uh, Palmer Fest, Halloween parties, uh we, we just work together, and, you know, if they need extra help, we certainly, uh, you know, assign some deputies inside the city of Athens to help out. Yeah, and I think at some of those, generally, all the kids are, are, are pleasant. And you mentioned, hey, you work for the taxpayer, tax, taxpayers. But uh, I'm sure if someone ever tells you, hey, you work for me, uh, you know, I pay your taxes, usually they're not in the right mind when they're speaking that. Um, you have a lot of 
it, oh, I guess is it true to say that students for the most part are okay, but when they get drunk and disorderly, some of them are bad news? Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. Sometimes, you know, they're, like the Halloween parties, just for an example, it's really fun for everybody the first few hours. And I think as the night goes on, sometimes they, they get a little more intoxicated and, you know, a little more uh, amb- you know, rambunctious to get things done. But, you know, the, the probably the thing that um, I always found humor in it you know, a lot of the students back in the day at the Halloween parties, you know, would say, hey, Barney, you know, or Andy Griffith or make those, you know, uh, uh, comments like that. But overall, you know, I think, you know, the younger people, I'm really uh, I'm really excited about it. As uh, we talked about, I think the millennials are brilliant with their technology, whether it be they go into law enforcement or any other uh, facet of their their careers. I think it's uh, it's exciting for me to see the new newer younger people come up and in, in their careers and just excited to see uh what they can accomplish you know moving forward in our future yeah that's refreshing too and i'm I'm with you because i have an 18 year old and a 21 year old and they're far more responsible than i was at that age and uh, i do think that they're just i i think more intelligent they seem to have to work a lot harder in school than um you or i may have yeah, you know, and actually a lot of the times I, I talk to some of the deputies who have been around longer, you know, than and I've been around the longest of anyone in the office, you know. Sometimes they complain about how things are go- going moving forward, you know, and I, I'd stop and take a little break and say, look, look at the technology that we have. We can solve crimes now, now that we didn't even, we wouldn't have known about 10 years ago, you know, with, with the uh, app, apps that we can have and just the technology we have that we can discover things that's happened and solve crimes and even back before you know 20 years ago you know with the uh, bulletproof vest the the, uh, progress they made in in the bulletproof vest to stop bullets and it's just really a lot safer you know with the equipment that we have and the technology and uh, the communications that we have is uh, it's really safer I mean a lot of people don't sit back and think about that or maybe even agree with me but uh, just just the technology that we have with communications and the safety equipment is better. It's getting better every year, and it's it's way better than it was when I started back in uh, 1987. Well, I think a testament to what your um, um, your point is when we look at. I guess that can be taken on to the military and, and the point that you see a lot more prosthetic limbs and things that you didn't before. That I think those soldiers would have just, you know, died in combat. And now you see a lot more more of that because, you know, why they didn't, I mean, they lost a leg or something, they're, they're, they're not dead. And I think, you know, 30 years ago, they would have been for sure. Right. Well, if you even go back to the Civil War days where they just had hundreds of people line up and just go at each other, you know, now we, we have, you know, GPS, we have drones where we know where things are and, you know, they, they can send out, you know, uh, they have the technology to know where people are, you know, where back a few years ago or even 30 years ago they may not have had that technology to keep our soldiers safer than than they did you know back in the past oh definitely and that drone technology is amazing um do you is that just part of do you have a drone team or is the the drone just part of a, a deputy's you know what he carries with him no we actually have one officer that operates the drone and actually it, it was a lot of work. I mean, they're very expensive. He had to go get his pilot's license. So it was uh, it was time-consuming and expensive to even get the license uh, because you have to have a pilot license if you, you know, gather information 
to uh, get a search warrant. So that's that's the first thing. And uh, but it's it's very nice. I mean, say for an example, if we have a missing persons, you know, it, it has the FLIRs where we can it'll detect body heat. So if we find somebody way out in the woods, we can we can mark it as a GPS and send a rescue team in to get them, or we can talk to them on a loudspeaker and, and tell them to follow the drone back out of the woods so we can get them back to safety. Yeah, that is fantastic, and that's only going to get better. Uh, it's only going to get better. I mean, they're uh, somewhat expensive, but, I mean, we, we have a drone. We've used it a lot, you know, just for intel or, or to go look for people. We've actually found elderly people in the woods because it detects body heat. So it's, it's uh, worked well for us. Well, that's good to hear. And I know the whole, um, I, I'm a private pilot is a hobby and the civil air patrol was kind of, uh, designed to go search and rescue. And now with that kind of technology, uh, and GPS tracking their, their need has diminished a little bit, but just another reason technology is taken over. It is. And then like we just talked about earlier, you know, with, with law enforcement and military, I mean, back, you know, when I started, that wasn't even heard of to have any kind of technology or a thing like a drone to assist you in a, in a situation. So, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just excited to just to waste, see the way uh, things are going now with technology and drones and the, our communication skills and even our ballistic vests are so much more advanced now than they was, you know, 20 years ago, just to keep uh, everyone a little safer. Good news. Um, we, we always ask, and because you can probably give the best perspective, being born, raised in the area, uh, what do you see the most changes about Athens? Because Athens is this magical place that just becomes a part of you, uh, you know, for, for me going to school there and, and then going back to the visit. Uh, what do you think causes that kind of magic and what are the changes you've seen? Well, one of the things you, you said it exactly right. I believe that, you know, especially there are certain areas in Athens I just think is just magic. I mean, Court Street, I just walk up Court Street and, and smile because it's just the, the history, the rich history of Athens. You know, you see the college students walk up and down the street and that's that's what really makes our city great. I mean, I, I just, just love to see the college students, you know, just walk around. When I was working midnights, you know, they would be college students. I mean, I know you know this, you know, three o'clock in the morning walking around, but it's just, uh, that's just the way it's been for, you know, our, our great history of Athens. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the things I really like about Athens in, in the springtime is the cherry blossoms. You go down there and that's just beautiful along the bike path. And we, my wife and I uh, like to ride the bike path a lot. So we, we always go down there about, you know, springtime and to see the cherry blossom trees, which is absolutely beautiful. And yeah, I, I don't think, uh, in my opinion, there's many cities like Athens or many counties like Athens. I think it's very unique. And uh, that's that's why, you know, I just love working in Athens so much. Well, don't get me started on uh, bicycling. We had uh, uh, Boone Troyer on uh, our last episode, and he told me about the new mountain bike trails that they had built. And I rode those when I was there for our 30th reunion last month. And it is... A, yeah, those are super. They are very nice. Yeah, I rode them once, and, uh, you know, I'm really not that much of a bicycle guy. I'm a motorcycle guy, so it it, it was uh, it takes me a minute to get back winded where I can have to pedal them and not be on one that's got a motor on it. Yeah, it's funny. I've always been a bicycle guy. I recently got married, and she's in a motorcycle, so I've kind of become a motorcycle guy by default. And I'm like, this is so much easier. I think I put on 10 pounds too, but, uh, absolutely. We, you know, one of the things I have a 23 year old son and, and right off the bat, when he turned five years old, uh, I got him a Yamaha 50 with training wheels. 
So at, from five years old, and he's 23 years old now. So we still ride together and have a lot of fun on, on uh, dual sport motorcycles. So uh, we, we have a great time. And that's, you know, anytime your 23-year-old wants to hang out with his dad, that's a win for me. Yeah, I agree 100%. In fact, I got dual sports. We have a 200, a Suzuki 200, and a 250. And the day I brought him home, I was the best dad in the world, but then followed by being the worst dad. I'm like, these, hey, kids, you can ride these off-road only. And if you have to ride them on the road, it's only to get to the off-road place because it's not too far from where we live. And they're like, no, no, I need to ride it. I'm like, no, you're not going to break your – you're not going to kill yourself off-road. It's very unlikely. But on the road, it's much more likely. So I I, uh, I said you can't ride on the road, and they got all mad to me. Like, well, we don't want to ride it then. That's not fair. I'm like, eh, take what you can get, kids. Yeah, when uh, I initially bought mine for my son, my wife told me, she said, you know, he's, he's only five years old, and what are you thinking – buying him a motorcycle i'm like well it's got training wheels and you know the sooner they learn how to ride these she goes well you just uh you know just make sure he doesn't get hurt so the very first time we went out i was with him of course and he goes over this log and he he flips it over and his foot ended up backwards i mean literally the the face in the back so i panicked and picked him up you know and he quit crying and i'm like are you okay and he said yeah and it ended up being he's double jointed so it just kind of twisted his leg around which scared me to death but uh it worked out well. So right now he uh, he races once in a while. He's uh, amazingly he just really really good on a on a dual sport and a motorcycle. So uh, we have a blast. I mean that's that's our son and dad thing that we do. That's a great son and dad thing. Um, you know when I drive down to Athens and I'm from Springfield, Ohio, there is a is it I don't know if it's before or after Nelsonville. There there's a track off to the right. Is that mostly? Uh, is that ATVs or is that dirt bike tracks? But I went the last time, again, the last time I was there, there was a huge event, like tons of camp campers everywhere. Absolutely. That's one of the, it's called fast tracks. So yeah, when, when you go through there, there you see campers and, and uh, they have uh, the GNC races down there and uh, they have like a little motocross, motocross track, but you can race dirt bikes, you know, ATVs, anything like that. So it's, uh, it's really nice. And beyond that, you have, uh, of course, you have the Bailey's Trails and you have the Wayne National Forest, which is, uh, you can get your off-road vehicles and you can ride. You know, they have a lot of nice trails up in there. So there, there's a lot of nice uh, things. We have uh, Lake Snowden. You know, you can get some fishing done and riding your boat down down there outside of Albany. So there's, there's a lot of great attractions in Athens County. Definitely. And I think the being able to ride in the national park or national forest, those trails are just fire roads, but that's a great way to do it. Around here, we have to travel. I live in Richmond, Virginia. I got about an hour plus ride before I can do something like that. Well, getting back to Athens, uh, you talked about, you know, how, how much you like the city and the students bring that and they certainly bring the diversity internationally as well. Uh, have you seen a lot change in the in the school? I went back and I was a New South guy, and they they've torn down my dorm. I'm like, oh, I guess every so often the school gets an uplift, or is it always kind of constantly changing? I would say Court Street looks pretty much the same. Yeah, Court. I, I think everything's pretty much the same. I mean, in the past, I mean, I, I would say East State Street is starting to grow a little bit. I mean, I, that's really not part of the university, but I remember when I was a kid, right there where Walmart is. There used to be the OU airport, and there would be planes coming in and out <clears throat> back in the you know early 70s, it seems like. But now, you know, you have the Walmart and, and Kroger. And I think, if I remember right, Kroger used to be at the old Social Security office. So that everything was moved a little bit west. 
But, uh, you know, I remember planes or small planes coming in and out of that little uh, airport. Yeah, I learned to fly at Ohio University and the newer airport. But, yeah, I remember going to there was a mall out that way. And you could see that there was one time there's, you know, the, the big concrete was still there from the airfield, at least when I was there in the late 80s. You, you could see where it was. Yeah, it seems like once they brought Walmart in and Lowe's, everything was uh, starting to expand. And uh, now we got to Menards. So it's it's uh, it's it's growing a little bit. Well, and I always wonder if you look out out that way where you have the Walmart um everything you know you would think that the population wouldn't support that but maybe they get enough people to work in menards now they're going to you know steak and shake to eat and the steak and shake people are going to lowe's so maybe it just kind of self-fulfills itself but uh that seems like a lot of growth and i don't know if the population's increased that much i can tell you that when normally in the daytime walmart and kroger parking lots are just full and normally the, the steakhouse, the Texas Roadhouse, it's, it's full. So it seems to be. I mean, it seems they stay, seems to uh, stay busy. And, uh, you know, you, there's a lot, of, a lot of cars on East State Street. So I, I think the population uh, will sustain that. If, you know, I think they even have a lot of room to grow for like another uh, restaurant or another, another department store. Well, we got to figure out how do we replace Lamb's Garden. And I know they just went out last year and it's been there since I was there. And I think maybe before. Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I love to eat there. You know, I love the mugu guy pan. <laughs> that was one of my favorite meals, and uh, you know, it, it was it was great. So no, we haven't figured that out yet. So I'm hoping something happens. Yeah, I hope it's like a local and not a, not a franchise again. But it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it it was just such good food always, and uh, you know, the Margaret and uh, I forget the guys named it owned it, but they they were great. Yeah, everyone had uh, good things to say about say about them. For sure. Um, now, you're from Coolville, and that's, I guess that's east of Athens? Coolville is east of Athens. Okay. Okay. So it's a, it's a, uh, it's a little small village, a village of about 500 people. So I live on the outskirts. So uh, my nearest neighbor is like a half a mile away, which um, I grew up on a farm in Coolville. And uh, so I moved about a mile away from my home place. So I really didn't migrate too far away from where I grew up. That's good stuff. Um, one thing we always ask is, and you've touched on it a little bit, but if you had to say one, um, you know, most memorable event or what you like most about the area, what would it be? And I always say people, like, if you met your wife on campus, say that first. No one actually says that first or met their wife or husband. But what would you say most memorable event or favorite thing about the area? I think the favorite thing is honestly just the people. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, we've all traveled around and been to different cities and places. And it just seems to me, and I'm very prejudiced, I guess, I, I really, really like Athens County, Ohio. So uh, I think it's the people. I think people make your city, they make your community. And uh, they're really diverse. But at the end of the day, we're the same. You know, I, I think, you know, we're, we're all people, we're all human beings. And uh, even though we're a little bit different, I think people accept our differences as being okay, if that makes any sense. Sure, you're, you're, you're out for the common good or you're not, kind of. And I think the, the common good is what's in the majority, majority of folks. folks. Right, and, and I think, you know, Athens County is just the epitome of, of just a good community that, that pulls together. And one of the things I like, it's, it's kind of um, about Athens, if you think about it, you know, just the demographics of we have a smaller community 
but we're close to Columbus, we're close to Cleveland, we're close to Charleston. So we're close to bigger cities. So, I mean, within, you know, an hour and a half drive, you can get to, you know, bigger cities or anything like you want. So we're not really too far away from a lot of good things to travel outside of, you know, Athens County if you need to. But, you know, really, why would you need to, right? You got it all right there. Right there. Yeah, we really do. I mean, uh, you know, of course, um, I love Athens, but sometimes you just want to go to a to a bigger city. But, uh, no, you're right. There, there's everything that we need right here in Athens County. I so much would love to live back in Athens, but I haven't. Now that I live in Virginia, I'm just not sure I can take Ohio winners. Um, but I, uh, yeah, one of the, the things thing if you, you would there. ask me that I don't like about being sheriff, speaking of winners, is uh, just the snow levels. I'm always one wrong. So no, no matter, we have like a, a, a level one, which basically tells people, you know, it's just snowing out, use caution. Level two would be, you know, there's snow on the roadways, they're slick and dangerous. And level three would be, you know, we're, we're going to close roads down until we can get them cleaned off. But it seems like uh, once that happens, once that occurs, people's always a little upset with me that I'm, I'm always one wrong because it's different. You know, we, really, you can. there's been a lot of times where I've seen it's really uh, there's two inches of snow in Nelsonville. And there, there could be one inch in Athens and nothing in Coolville. So it's, it's, uh, we put a lot of work into trying to get these snow levels right. But it seems like, uh, you know, people always claim that I'm... I'm one off. So if I call a one, they think there should have been a two. Well, they'll know how to judge it. You're consistent. I think that's that's probably harder to be than just getting it right each time. Uh, I know that I live in Richmond, Virginia, as I mentioned, and my children had a snow day based on the threat of snow. And it was a snow day and actually something happened and there was no snow hit the ground at all. And so they got a snow day and it didn't even snow. And I, that's the first time I've ever witnessed that. Well, one of the things that we do is we, we put up uh, on our website and our Facebook in real time. So we have our officers out once the weather gets bad, you know, they start reporting and our lieutenants make a decision on level one and two. Uh, so the schools kind of, they, they'll close things down to level two but we, we do have people on the roadways, and once they make that determination, it's it's done immediately uh, to put up the snow level. So if we put up a snow level at 3 o'clock in the morning at 3.15, it's, it's up on our website and our Facebook. Level threes, it's a decision made by myself, the county engineer, and the uh, supervisor for ODOT, which is uh, the Ohio Department of Highways. God, and that makes sense. You all need the um, predictors. And I guess, you know, uh, FEMA did have a – this is true. It's not like a go-to source, but they had the Waffle House guide if they have a natural disaster and they see how many Waffle Houses were open. It was one way they checked that out. I guess you could say, hey, is a burrito buggy open? Uh, <laughs> yeah, do it that way. Are the bars still open? That's uh, that's how we get by. Hey, uh, on our podcast, one of the previous one, we talked about the uh, mental asylum. And, and if I remember correctly, people came... Uh, they got passes to, to come out and, and, you know, roam the streets and, and do whatever they'd like. And if I remember, someone robbed a bank and the hawking, I don't know if it, I don't know what bank it was. And then they did that, weren't kind of all in, in their right mind and went to Tony's and had a drink. If, if that's the right bar, it might not have been. Uh, do, you, do you remember that story? And do you have any stories about the folks coming down um, from the asylum causing problems they never really cause problems they're always just kind of walking around and friendly enough but i think i remember a bank robbery am i making that up or is that really happen? um i don't recall that but you know i don't i don't know if they had the passes but i mean with you know we do have a state hospital here so you know probably back a few years back they tried to you know get them some housing 
And so we did have, you know, a lot, a lot of people from the mental health center that would be moved to housing uh, in Athens, near Athens. So, I mean, it's, you know, it was always problematic, but we, you know, we've, we're used to it. I mean, that's, that's what we've done for, for many years. Uh, all of our officers are CIT trained, which is critical incident training. So uh, we're, we're probably trained more than most to deal with, you know, with uh, uh, people from the mental health center. So um, it's always problematic, but I mean, it's, it's a problem that we've, we've learned to deal with through the years. Any outlandish stories where you had uh, in your law enforcement where someone did something wrong, but, but you weren't impressed by the uh, fact they broke the law, obviously, but, but the fact what they did, like, be it they let, you know, jump 20 feet or any stories like that? You're like, wow, how did they pull that off? Well, actually, one of them thinking about right now is I, I was working, uh, I forget, it seemed like it was Palmer Fest, and this, this guy uh, uh, threw a beer bottle at one of the Athens police officers, and he saw me, and, and he takes off running, and um, he didn't get hurt, the reason I can tell this story, but he looks at me and starts laughing as he jumps, he thinks, over this gate, which is like like you just said, it was just 20 foot down, and his body sound like a watermelon just dropping off of a building. I thought, oh no, this guy's going to be really hurt. So I run down there and, and uh, you know, the joke was kind of on him. He wasn't hurt, thank goodness, but, uh, you know, he had no idea that he had just jumped off about a 20-foot balcony that onto a concrete. And how the guy didn't get seriously hurt, I don't know. He was a little stoved up, but uh, he wasn't hurt badly. You're like, not so, not so funny now, huh? <laughs> a lot of times, you know, you go on calls and like you said, you don't, you don't really, you can't condone them that they have broken a law, but you know, they, they're funny. You know, sometimes they're, they're drinking and are just funny when, when they get that done. So you just got to kind of have a sense of humor and, and kind of go with it. But the, it's, it's always kind of refreshing to see somebody that's actually got a little sense of humor as well. When even in those, uh, maybe the worst times, I mean, that's when usually police get called or the sheriff's office get called in the worst time in someone's life. But it's, uh, always refreshing to see that, you know, somebody may have a little sense of humor or something when they, when we get there. You got what? Stuck, Stuck where? where? Yeah. Well, I really want to thank you for sharing your experiences and thank you for all you do for the, the county for being on the show. And certainly the next time we're in town, we're going to come by and say hello. The last time we were there, uh, we, we had a happy hour, but I learned in the middle of summer, everyone's kind of gone on Saturdays in, in the last weekend of July. July. Great. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it and enjoyed uh, talking to you today. All right. Well, thanks again, and we'll hope to talk soon. Bye-bye.